Hi, welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hey, it's Angie Reno. How are you? Hey, I was uh, thinking about a couple of things and then something happened and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I probably do need to talk about this. It concerns the sibling and as a parent, it concerns the other child. What's happening when you're going through a substance use disorder challenge and there's other siblings involved, you have other children. And for me personally, one of the reasons I'm talking about it is because I'm recognizing that in my step program, I have so far to go. I uh, definitely, you know, I did the trigger episode and, and there's a reason why I did that episode. And I also I finally found a sponsor. I think I have a really significant uh, area to tackle in regards to to resentment. I've got to let that go. I've got to let it, I've got to really work on my steps and and try to figure out how do I stay in the moment. Um one of the things that happened for the reasons for doing this on siblings is going back to the trigger aspect. I almost have this crazy spidey sense capability when my kid is when my youngest who's who's not in recovery is starting to go off the the beaten path you know and that's that's good and bad um probably really sucks for him because <laughs> he's probably like he's actually told me he's like you know i i just don't know how you know <laughs> um but what happens is if you look at the research there's such a high propensity towards the sibling adopting the the SUD, the substance use disorder. And um, there's a really interesting article, and I put I'll put a link in the show notes that show brain scans of siblings who are not using are very similar to their their brother or sister who is using, who does have a substance use disorder. It's incredible. So the behaviors that are being demonstrated are almost adopted. And this also goes back into the family research where the whole recovery process is, it has to become a a family dynamic. That readiness to change that has to be evidenced in the entire process of, you know, seeing this substance use, admitting that there's a substance use disorder and getting treatment for not only the person with the SUD, but the entire family. So that does bear the question. And I have been in groups where we've talked about it as parents. There are some children who just, they don't, they don't want to talk about it. (laughs) They're like, you know, mom, dad, I don't want to go to meetings. I don't want to deal with this. So what do you say? You know, you're only going to get so far if you pull somebody kicking and screaming into a meeting. And if they're doing well in school, 
they have, you know, the good grades, they're, they're feeling accomplished. Why would you want to pull them into treatment? I don't have the answer to that. I just know that I've got to look at the research and the research, the research does say that there is a significant risk factor within family. If you have somebody that is, has a, a, an addiction or a challenge with a substance use disorder. One of the things that I'm learning is that no matter what anybody tells you, no matter how many times or how many meetings that you can go, go to, there's a gut level instinct that you have, especially, I, I'm going to say, especially as a mom, but it's especially as a parent. But I know personally, and I've had this discussion with some other recovery moms, it's, it's almost like that mama bear comes out. Now that could be the problem though, <laughs> that got, you know, all of us into the situation that we're in, the control, the, you know, for lack of a better description, the helicopter mom. If you can't teach your kid that coping skill, how to handle problems, how to cope with situations on their own, then that goes back to the entire self-agency and self-efficacy discussions. And me personally, I know that I have seen my kid go into a couple, the youngest, not in recovery, go into a couple situations. And I know, I know that he's going to have to use his coping skills because he's, he's in a group of people where, yes, a couple of them have tried some substances. I know this. I know this. And I'm like, man, you know, I just got to let it go. So looking at the research that I've done, there's a couple of few articles and I'll put these in the show notes. One of my favorites is a Cardiff study and the sample is 1,237 individuals. I like these studies that are big. When I see a study that is, well, we tested, you know, 12 people, I kind of like, I get really worried that it's called a study but that's just me. And um, the individuals were in Wales and Northwest of England, and they even got twins, all of them aged between 11 and 18 years. The results were that peer substance use moderated the relationship between conduct problems and alcohol use problems. So basically it comes down to the conduct problems were only related to an increased risk for alcohol use in the presence of substance using friends. That's just what we've heard all of our lives, right? So you take that combination of a child who has the propensity to have a brain scan that is equal to that of their sibling who does have an SUD, and then you combine this with the Cardiff study that shows that yes, the conduct of use, substance use is going to be escalated around peers who are using. So (laughs) the parents who are in recovery with additional children, we've got a lot to look out for. That being said, where do you get to the point where you back off? And if you're my dog in the background, he's sighing again. (laughs) Oh my God, this is not that interesting. Uh, Where do you back off and let your 
other child, the sibling, develop their own coping skills. So looking at some other articles and some other studies, there is, there's starting to become a trend of involving the entire family, which includes the siblings. It's still not part of the standard package when you put one of your children into recovery. This is from the National Center for Biotechnology Information. And I love stuff like this. It's, it's providing information on a free website. The National Center for Biotechnology Information advances science and health by providing access to biomedical and genomic information. Now, this article goes into a significant amount of of detail, and it talks about, the title is Sibling Influences on Adolescence Substance Use, the Role of Modeling, Collusion, and Conflict. I'll put everything in here, including the author's and the uh, publication ID, but it's it's significant because what's happening is that when when the siblings see what's going on, they do emulate behavior, but much more importantly, right? All that happens neurologically, the reaction, the activation, that's almost like an imprint on the brain, and to me, that's both fascinating and really scary. I mean, it's really scary. And this is where, you know, I had to sit down and talk to my youngest because he was veering off a bit. And sure enough, you know, I did find out that one of the kids that he, he was starting to hang out with, he's using and, and he's using every day. So I told my, I told my youngest, look, I'm not going to lose you. There's no way I'm not going to lose you. And we had to have that deep conversation about, you know, the chances of what could or couldn't happen and how to handle it. And as much as he could say, mom, I'm not going to go down that road. You know, right now I have the capability to say, yeah, I, I, I understand that but you also can't hang out with these people. You've got to steer towards the other friends that aren't. And it's a really hard conversation to have because then you have that aspect of trust that's sitting right there in the middle of it. Right. And that's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother discussion. So where does that leave the parent? It really does leave us at a kind of crossroads of, you know, again, lots of reading, lots of research, lots of step programs, lots of support groups. Some of the best advice I've ever received has definitely been during group sessions. There was a session. I love Families Anonymous. I'm actually starting a Families Anonymous group here where I live. And there is a guy named Richard and I, I attend the Zoom meeting when I can and he will be he he's like an example of who I want to be when I grow up because he's also the type of person where he, he generates the, the type of dialogue where some of the parents will comment and he'll, he'll say to one of the parents, man, that's brilliant. And he's one of the orchestrators of the brilliance, you know? And, um, 
one of the things that came up at the end of the meeting last Thursday was becoming independent for children's addiction. And that it's, <laughs> he also cited that sometimes as parents in the recovery process that our, our kid is our addiction, which I, I think he's right. You know, you've got to back off from con- trying to control what your kid's going through, the recovery process, you know, trust the process. I did an episode on that. And it, it will challenge you, especially if you, if you know, if you're a, if you're a type A person with a, a great career that requires a lot of organization and control and processes, you know, when it comes to your kids, it, it that's not going to work sometimes because it's just messy. You know, it is really messy. And that's ironically what kind of stemmed this whole episode because I'm like, Man, I'm I'm just I'm just not going to let this happen again. But what if it does? <laughs> what if it does? One of the good things, and this is also in the article that I'll post on the similarity between siblings with one having the addiction and the sibling not having an SUD challenge, living in the same household and having the same brain scan. One of the findings was that the ones who didn't use drugs, there's some positive intervention that can increase self-control and flexibility. They are targeted interventions, including exercise training, martial arts, yoga, and computer games designed to enhance working memory. So we have possibility to provide that sibling a better outcome a more positive circumstance through the development of personal traits. And again, it goes back to helping that child increase their self-agency and their self-efficacy. And here's the challenge, and I'm speaking as a parent who's dealing with it right now. As a parent, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. You're going to get anxious. You're going to get scared. You're going to get worried because you got a lot on your plate. It's a big thing, right? So yeah, give yourself a break, um, but keep your eye on the ball. Know the signs, know the behavior, and give that sibling a chance to also express how they feel. Listen to them, hear them, listen carefully and be there for them. And when you're wrong, when you're overzealous and you're (laughs) trying to keep them on the right path, and when I say you, I probably mean me, but I'm not going to sit here on a podcast and say, Angie, you need to apologize, even though I did. (laughs) But uh, it's okay. We're going to make mistakes. And and you got to say, hey, look, I love you. And uh, we've, we, as a family, we've gone through a lot and I don't want to see you you know, hurt yourself most of all, because you are one of the most important things that you have. And it's that development of you. It's interesting because, um, my youngest as have a friend who's challenged with a a couple of things that she's going to go get help for. And it's not an SUD. It's not, it's not an addiction at all. But what I wrote to her in a card came from Jack Johnson's song, You Remind Me of You. And I love that song. 
because I cannot count how many times I heard and how many times I told my children, oh, you remind me of Papa or Granddaddy or this, that, and the other thing. And what a really cool thing to hear from somebody that loves you. You remind me of you. So, yep, this is a journey. We can do it. We can get through this. All right. Remember to check out my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. There are a lot of resources on there, articles, lists of meetings that you can attend. And uh, also follow me on Instagram, Siblinghood of Recovery. And I will talk to you later. Hope you have a great week ahead. All right. Take care. Bye.